The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, welcome. Day two of Pat Gray Unleashed, the morning edition. 888-900-3393. Lot to cover, as, you know, as usual. Um, kind of interesting, the Saudis are apparently admitting now that they killed Jamal Khashoggi, the journalist. and uh, But they did it on accident. Oopsie daisies, we just meant to talk to him. I don't know how he wound up dead. That's weird. The bone saw slipped. Yeah, dang it. So uh, we'll get into that. Also, Facebook is going to ban misinformation during the election. And that's a that's going to be really, I think that's going to be really fair and equal across the political spectrum. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking that's going to be a, a really good thing. Uh, Elizabeth Warren actually did apparently a DNA test. And uh, she, of course, is mostly uh, Native American. Mostly. Mostly Native. I mean, there might be some whiteness in there. Hmm. Uh, very little, though. Uh, she's pretty darn, you know, pretty darn uh, solidly part of the Cherokee Nation and the Cherokee tribe where they're so proud to live. And? and so proud to die. Wow. Problem was, though, we took the whole Cherokee Nation and put them on that reservation and uh, took away their way of life. The tomahawk and the bow and knife. And so they're still pissed about that. So did you just think of that on your own, like right now? Yeah, it out just the, hit me. Out of the blue? Just hit me. Yeah, and then I was thinking about, you know, the language. Uh, hmm. we, we took away their native tongue and we taught our English to their oh. young. Just came to you, huh? What about the beads? All the beads they made by hand are nowadays, uh, they're made in Japan or more nowadays, probably China uh, or Taiwan or Bangladesh or Cambodia. Thereabouts. Somewhere in Southeast Asia. Okay. Uh, didn't fit into the beats of the music, though, to go that far. The music? What are you talking about? I thought you were just kind of rattling that off. No, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling like a beat in my head right now. Huh. Um, so anyway, she did a DNA test, and uh, it was it was a Stanford professor who I'm sure I'm sure is probably right down the political spectrum, right down the middle of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's he's neither Republican nor Democrat, neither conservative nor liberal. No labels. Uh, he's just looking for the truth here, and he found strong evidence that she had Native American in her family tree. <laughs> well, I mean, dating back six to ten generations. <laughs> Ish. Uh, so, uh, so <sighs> apparently he found a woman named Sarah Smith, who was at least partially Native American. However, Sarah didn't claim she was Native American. Sarah said she's white. They're just assuming. Well, yeah, but maybe she just said that because people didn't like Native Americans back then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stop well, it. maybe, but probably not. If she identified as white, and then who are you to say 200 years later she's uh, um, Indian? 
I'm sorry, Native American. Easy, yeah. Wow, wow. I mean, sir. Wow. So this would be her great, great, great grandmother, Sarah Smith. She was born in the late 1700s. She identified as white in historical documents. Uh, The inherent imprecision in the six-page DNA analysis could provide... (laughs) I love this part of the story. It could provide some fodder for Warren's critics. You think? (laughs) Um, Yeah. If her great-great-great-grandmother was Native American, that puts Elizabeth Warren at one... This is what they said yesterday. 132nd to 100 and... No, to... To one in one five hundred twelfth Native American, one thirty second to one five hundred twelfth Native American. If she's dating back ten generations, then that's been corrected. They corrected that. It's now as much as one sixty fourth, or one one thousand twenty fourth. Okay, so she's one one thousand twenty fourth of one percent Native American. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> but it's, I mean, that's even if she's one sixty fourth. Come yeah, on, uh, she's not Native American. I think we all are one sixty fourth something in or, everything. Or one one thousand twenty fourth. Yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. Going back ten generations, you could find anything in anybody. It's pathetic, and they don't even know. In fact, the Cherokee Nation's kind of pissed off about this. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, first of all, even even the guy who did this uh, analysis for her <laughs> said, yeah, she's the vast, vast majority of her heritage is European. <laughs> what? Wait, whoa. Uh-huh. Blonde-haired Elizabeth Warren? Yep. Oh, my gosh. I so, say so. Cherokee Nation released a statement uh, that said DNA tests are useless in determining tribal citizenship and people using DNA to connect themselves to the Cherokee Nation is inappropriate. Um, so they're not very happy with it. In fact, they, they actually uh, are, I think, a little bit offended by it. Yeah, they put out a press release even. They yeah. said a DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship. Current DNA tests don't even distinguish whether a person's ancestors were indigenous to North or South America. Sovereign tribal nations set their own legal requirements for citizenship. <clears throat> and while DNA tests can be, termined, can be used to determine lineage, such as pater- paternity to an individual, it is not evidence for tribal affiliation. Using a DNA test to lay claim to any connection to the Cherokee Nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is inappropriate and wrong. It makes a mockery out of DNA tests and its legitimate uses, while also dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens, whose ancestors are well, well documented and whose heritage is proven. Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. That's from Cherokee Nation Secretary of State Chuck Hoskin, Jr. Huh. So, uh... Liz, you might want to stop. Might want to stop claiming. Ah, you know, there's um, there's some other DNA tests apparently been going on up there at uh, Capitol Hill. You know, yeah. Orrin Hatch. Um, oh, that's, that's yeah. Right. He, he, he's had some things to say about this as well. Um, he tweeted out or something. Well, this is more legitimate than than Elizabeth Warren's uh, heritage. Um, Utah Republican Senator 
Orrin Hatch released his own DNA test on Twitter last night in response. Um, Hatch tweeted, DNA results show one 1,032nd T-Rex. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty exciting. The rest, other dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's actually funny, yeah. and people are all pissed off about it. Oh, uh, how dare you, Mock? I thought... I thought the old school senators were were kind of were much more uh, kind and uh, gentle to one another. This shows what Hatch is all about. What do you mean mocking? I thought he just finally confirmed what we've been saying yeah, about him for years. He's a dinosaur. Really, this is poking more fun at himself <laughs> than it is Elizabeth Warren. That's funny. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I didn't think Hatch had a sense of humor, but uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, it showed through. He's he's about one. 1,032nd uh, humorous. <laughs> uh, so that's that's kind of fun. Uh-huh. Now we know Elizabeth Warren, uh, I mean, literally, she's not Native American. Any more than I am. Any more than, than any other white person is who comes from European heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-900-3393. And at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, Roswell Alien tweeted, <laughs> Representative Beto O'Rourke is more Hispanic than Senator Warren is Indian. Uh, that's only because he speaks Spanish. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think, you know what, I'm going with that. I like this last line, too, actually. Mm-hmm. Both are like saying a chihuahua is part wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I do like that, though. Um, kind of interesting, speaking of Beto. Beto uh, supporters got together in a room with Ted Cruz supporters. And they were asked to describe their candidate in one word or phrase. Yeah, with Frank Luntz was sitting down with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Luntz that did this? It sure was, yeah. Uh, he took his life in his hands because who knows? I mean, <clears throat> with everybody so dumb. Uh, so ready to jump down other people's throats on this. Uh, that could be a dangerous get-together. I, I don't think there was any bloodshed, though, was there? Hmm. I, I, I think they they escaped any kind of bloodshed. But um, they were asked, Beto supporters were asked to describe Ted Cruz in one word, and Cruz supporters were asked to, to describe Beto in one word or phrase. And uh, here's how that went. Give me a word or phrase to describe Ted Cruz. Divisive. Constitutional. Arrogant. Committed. Douchebag. Principled. Unproductive. Unlikable. (laughs) Steadfast. Smarmy. Competent. Hypocrite. Slimy. Christian. (laughs) Okay, I need a word or phrase to describe Beto O'Rourke. Abortion. Likeable. Smarmy. Bad on immigration. Definitely not smarmy. Liar. I'd say call to action. Socialist. Compassionate. Fraud. Compassionate. Hope. Left. Different. Anti-Second Amendment. Equality. Uh, bad guitar player. Anybody describe him that way? Well, I'm afraid the show's going to be over before they get done. 
Nobody described him as a bad guitar player? Or a... Really? Stupid skateboard... <laughs> punk? Ah, compassionate. I think he's compassionate. He's compassionate? Why? Because he wants to take my money and give it to somebody else? That's not compassion. That's not compassion. That's that's thievery. If I want to, if I want to give my money to somebody who uh, needs it more than I do, then that should be up to me, not the government. Not the government. That's not compassion. Forcing money out of one person and and then the government redistributing it to someone else. That's not compassionate. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing to listen to these idiots <laughs> speak about him. I, uh, it hurts. It really does. Especially in this state. It, it really puts into focus how, how close we are to the edge in this country. If we're, if we're seriously considering electing a socialist to represent the great state of Texas. And why do they, why do they dislike Ted Cruz so much. What what is it? He's smarmy. Smarmy and arrogant. Where is that coming from? I mean, it's 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 bizarre. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Also, uh Beto supporters um talked about Cruz and immigration policy. Mm-hmm. Here's what they had to say about that. So where are my Beto voters who think that Cruz is gonna win? Explain why. That's a red state. We're conservative. Beto is the challenge. And unfortunately, Texas is a, you know, doesn't really do a lot of change. And just like me, you know, before the Kavanaugh thing, I probably wasn't going to vote. But this Kavanaugh thing is going to turn out a lot of people. What is it about what happened that is now making you a voter? I think he was treated very unfairly. But why would that cause you to vote? Because I think they done they did him totally wrong. They did, they did him. To, they done him wrong, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see. I I, I really think that uh, Cruz wins this fairly handily, but uh, who knows with the current environment uh, exactly what's going to happen here. Yeah, and I didn't care for that lady who's like, uh, and I think she was a Cruz supporter who said, look, uh, Texas doesn't do change, you know? Almost like, that's why we're sticking with Cruz. Um, you know, why mess with a good thing? Yeah. So, I mean, that, I, I hate to use that, you know, because you hear progressives all the time, you know, we have to progress, we have to move forward, <laughs> lean forward, as MSNBC <laughs> famously told us. You know, yeah, you know what, sometimes when you're doing something right, you're going to just keep doing the right thing, so... Um, yeah, it, like it implies that there's a reason to change, yeah. and there's not. You're going to switch to Beto O'Rourke just because some people think he's hip and he's different? Yeah. Uh, here's a, here's one more clip of the Beto, Beto supporters and Cruz supporters uh, talking about their candidate. So I'm a Beto voter. I will be. And the reason for that is is because of the polarization right now. I don't agree with all of his policies. Absolutely don't. But I don't, I, I disagree with all of Cruz's policies. I disagree with the wall. I disagree with all of that. And I guarantee you, as a mother of two boys, that I would do everything illegal, legal. It doesn't matter what it is to get my children into this country. Is there a problem with that? Yes. 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 You would let somebody rape your child. Sovereign countries that have laws. Obey those laws. You go to other countries, you can't just walk in and do anything you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put that in your pipe. 
Look, I agree with the mom. I would do everything I could to take my kids across the border into a free country. But that's not the role of a senator. The role of a senator is to stop that and have law Mm -hmm. be upheld in a country. Oh, boy, whatever. Well, I mean, that kind of attitude pisses off people who've done it the right way. Yes. who People who wanted to come here and needed to come here maybe and, and went ahead and did it the right way and came here legally. It's just, it's a disrespect for the country. Mm-hmm. It's, you've got to have some rule of law. You got to have some laws and some rules because if you don't, you're going to have chaos. Yeah. And you know, I said I would do anything illegally to get my kids in this country. That's not necessarily true. I would definitely think about it. It would be something because I want my kids to live in a free country. But mm-hmm. once you get to that country, how are you going to explain to your kids later? Hey, yeah, we came here to this free country because we love the rule of law and the freedom and the opportunity this place provides you guys when you grow up. Oh, that by the way, work. by the way, we snuck in illegally to make it happen. You know, we totally mm-hmm. ignored the principles of the country to allow you to live here. Well, and when you know what could happen when you come here, that you could be separated from your children, you could be. You could lose your children. They could they could stay, and you could be deported. Uh, I mean, any number of things can happen. That's on you as a parent. <clears throat> you're, you, that responsibility is yours, not the country you're trying to break into. And and that's that's the part of this discussion that is completely ignored, and no one ever talks about is the responsibility of the parents who came here and had their children ripped out of their arms, supposedly at the border by ICE. Well, I mean, you knew that could happen when you're trying to break into the country illegally. When you're trying to sneak in here the wrong way, yeah, you're gonna you, you're gonna be separated for a while until the system catches up and can figure out what to do with you and what to do with the kids. They're certainly not going to put the kids in the same detention facility as with the adults. That could lead to a heck of a lot of problems. And so they do separate the adults from the children. Well, when you're coming here, and there's another gigantic migration coming from Guatemala with all kinds of people on the way here, hundreds of people coming in mass to the border. Well, we know about it. What do you think is going to happen? When they get here, they're going to be detained. <laughs> what? Now, supposedly we stopped the policy of separating them. So maybe they do put them in the same facility now. I, I, I don't know. But I know Obama put uh, put the children into a separate place from the adults. Why? For their own safety. That's why a lot of them are being abused by the people who have brought them here. Because the people who brought them here aren't their parents. They're coyotes who've been paid $7,000, $10,000, $15,000, dollars sometimes to sneak them across the border. It's what they do for a living. And they don't, they don't care about the people they're smuggling into this country. That's why they'll load up 100 people into the back of a semi-truck uh, trailer and, and drive them across the border in 110-degree heat. And there's, there's no air in the back. There's no water in the back. They don't stop for miles. And then you find dozens of them dead. Because the people smuggling them here don't care about them. Mm-mm. So, all of this, um, you know, the main responsibility is going to be on the parents. The parents who entrusted the coyotes with their children. The parents who brought them here and tried to sneak across the border with them themselves. 
Uh, there's some responsibility there. There's personal responsibility. And that, you know, that can't be escaped. You just, you've got to accept that. It doesn't, that doesn't, while I didn't love that policy either, I don't think anybody did. That's not all on Trump. They were trying to do the best they could. Um, and, you know, trying to keep the, the children away from the adults, who in many cases, uh, we don't know who they are or why they're here. We don't know their background. We don't know if they're good people or bad people. That's the problem with the illegal immigration. You don't know anything about the people who are here illegally. Shouldn't we? <laughs> Isn't it reasonable to believe that we should at least know who you are and why you're here and what you're going to be doing here? Where are you going to be staying? Every other country on earth demands that. Why can't we? 888 Losing weight and keeping it off is really hard. And especially when you hit a certain age, it's, it's even harder. Um, but there is some help available. If you've been on that merry-go-round and you just can't seem to lose the weight and keep it off, try Riduzone. It's a safe and natural FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took the good stuff in, OE, uh, in olive oil. It's the OEA in the olive oil. The OEA molecule has been shown to boost metabolism and it reduces appetite. So if you've been at that age where you just can't seem to keep the weight off, give this a try. See if it gets you over the hump. Riduzone, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, offer code PAT to get 30% off. Riduzone.com. In San Francisco... The newly elected president of the school board skipped the Pledge of Allegiance at the start of his first meeting. I think you're going to like this. This is way better than doing Pledge of Allegiance. So he uh, got up to open the meeting. And rather than uh, saying the pledge, he decided to quote poet-author Maya Angelou. No, 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 no. Yeah, because, no. I mean, what, what better? Who better than... <laughs> Than a Maya Angelou poem. Uh, he stood up and said, when you learn, teach. When you get, give. Is that beautiful? That is uh, it's something powerful. He said, there's a lot of ways to express gratitude and appreciation for the country and its citizens. This is how I plan to do that. Uh, the move broke with precedent, but I guess it didn't violate any procedural rules about their meetings. California Education Code mandates that schools conduct a daily patriotic exercise, <laughs> but students aren't required to participate, and it's rarely enforced. <laughs> so a daily patriotic exercise. That's San Francisco, wow. Quoting Maya Angelou is a patriotic exercise? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's patriotic. Is it? Yeah. All I right. mean, she's... Oof. So this was patriotic when she stood up and said, A rock, a river, mm-hmm. a tree. A tree. Hosts to species long species since departed. Depart, right. Marked the mastodon, uh-huh. the dinosaur. Dinosaur. Who left dry tokens of their sojourn here left dry. on our planet floor. So you, they pooped? Any yeah. broad yeah. alarm mm-hmm. of their hastening doom hastening. is lost in the gloom mm-hmm. of dust and ages. Wow. But today, yeah. the rock cries the rock out to us. Cries. Clearly. Clearly. Forcefully. Forcefully. Come, 
You may stand upon my back and face your distant destiny, but seek no haven in my shadow. Wow, that is powerful. That was maybe a, next time he'll start with that. It was an ode to poop. Yes. Well, it's San Francisco, so maybe that's the Maya Angelou uh, poem that they chose. Right. They're so big on poop in the streets. Right? So, yeah, that would have been much more appropriate for San Francisco than when you learn, teach, when you get, give. This would have been way better. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's my suggestion for next time for for this uh, school board president. Stephen Cook, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Powerful. Again, really, really powerful. Uh, He also tied his decision to skip the pledge to the current political climate. Okay, whatever. I love it. He took a hit at uh, President Trump, who he said has, quote, has been attacking our liberties, unquote. He's been, at- <laughs> He's been attacking our liberties? In what way? Seriously, what is he, what is he attacked? I, I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. He's enforcing laws that places like San Francisco don't want enforced. Very true. Yes. But that's not attacking your liberties. No. Enforcing federal law doesn't seem to be attacking liberties. It's, uh, it's enforcing law. Uh, he said he will select other quotes from prominent Americans for future meetings, uh, like from author Toni Morrison. I don't know who that is. Gay rights icon and former San Francisco, San Francisco supervisor Harvey Milk. It's going to be great when Tom. you get up and quote Harvey Milk. Thomas Jefferson on that list there? <laughs> no. No, you wouldn't want Jefferson when you've got Harvey Milk. Can he Ben Franklin going on? Why would there? you do that when you, you've got quotes from Harvey Milk? Oh, and Toni Morrison. And Toni Morrison, whoever that is. She's, it's very similar uh, in the vein of uh, Maya Angelou. Really? Yeah. So you are familiar with the works mm-hmm. of Toni Morrison. The works, yeah, Uh-oh. Pat. I'm familiar with her uh-huh. works. Yeah. No, I don't know who she is. <laughs> I don't know who she is. How do you know who she is? I don't know. Just, I just one of those things. Stuff. She's a black poet, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I'm not doing it as a way to seek attention. Of course not, Stephen. Of course not. I really think that these people are a great testament to our values and who we should aspire to be as Americans. Who's that again? Harvey what's Harvey Milk. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's who we should aspire to be is Harvey Milk. Good idea. Hmm. His new tradition comes amid national debate, of course, on patriotism. Uh, comes from the same city as, as uh, another great patriot, Colin Kaepernick, who's, uh, you know, started that whole protest in the NFL, which is great. Uh, but Cook shut down potential comparisons, saying, I'm no Colin Kaepernick. I'm Stephen Cook. <laughs> wow, this guy is powerful start to finish. <laughs> He's great. He's a winner, that's for sure. Um, I was looking up some stuff about him. Um, he's also a contributor to the Huffington Post, this Stephen Cook. I'll bet he is. So it's Interesting. I'll bet he is. He uh, <clears throat> moonlights as a, uh, was a school board president Yep, and uh, yep. contributor to... To the Huffington Post. Post. What a surprise. Also, President Trump has set up the rally here in Texas now for Ted Cruz. Um, We're just a few weeks away from the midterms. And we were just wondering, was it last week? I think we were talking, when is the the Trump appearance going to happen? Well, they set it up now for uh, six days from now. It's going to be at Energy Arena in Houston Mm. on October 22nd, 630, if you want to attend. Uh, According to the campaign, this is the sixth rally that the president has held in Texas and the second in the Houston area since he first began his race for president. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he pledged to support his former rival, um, who, of course, is in this uh, race with Beto. Trump vowed to hold a cruise rally at the biggest venue possible within the state. So I'm not. I don't think energy is bigger than uh, D- Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Yeah, AT and T Stadium is it? I think. I think actually Dallas Cowboys Stadium, uh, AT and T Stadium holds a hundred thousand for certain things. They still have seats in the Astrodome. <clears throat> they didn't destroy it yet, have they? No, they haven't destroyed that. So I mean, why no. not use that? That thing's just sitting there empty, right? Isn't it? Sitting there empty. Hmm. Uh, Trump's campaign says the president is expected to discuss the success of his America First agenda as well as rally voters in an attempt to maintain GOP majorities in the House and Senate. People interested in attending can register on the Trump campaign website. So, I mean, there's room for 72,000. It would be amazing if they filled that place up. Wow, that's bigger than the Astrodome. Astrodome's only 67,000. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit bigger. Okay. My bad. Um, but, uh, you know, the Astrodome's 185 years old or something. Look at this. Cowboys Stadium seats 100,000? Did you not just hear me a moment ago? I didn't hear you because I was looking up these numbers. <laughs> Are you listening to a different I show? I was trying to produce instead of listen. <laughs> I apologize for that. I'm looking up all these numbers. Am I just talking to myself here? Is nobody... Why am I even saying words? I haven't I, woken up yet, I guess. I don't I know. Am I speaking English today or what? Is that your first language? No, it's okay. not. All right. No, well, no, no wonder it's then. Clearly not. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty-three. Look at this, Pat. Did you know that the Dallas Cowboys Stadium seats a hundred thousand people? Wow. No, I wish I did know that. That is amazing. Seems like an interesting. I didn't realize fact. that. It probably should have known that. Huh? Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. this morning to get you going um kind of been enlightened as to what leads to patriotism by a san francisco uh school superintendent and uh he's he's really put us on the right road i think to to patriotism with maya angelou quotes a rock um, a river river a tree tree okay rock river hosts tree hosts that the species long twos. since departed sure Mm-hmm. Marked the mastodon, yeah. the dinosaur, <clears throat> who <throat> left dry tokens of their sojourn here on our planet floor. I see. So they pooped on the ground and just left it. Didn't clean it up at Didn't all. Didn't clean it up. They just pooped on They left it. I mean, that's despicable. It sure is. Any broad mm-hmm. alarm of their hastening doom hastening. is lost in the gloom uh-huh. of dust and ages. Okay. But today, mm. the rock cries out to us. Does. Clearly. Clearly. Forcefully. Yeah. 
Come. Come. You may stand you upon my back you poop on and my face your no. distant destiny. My floor. Okay. Thanks. But seek no haven. No haven. In my shadow. Okay. So, Oof. I mean, it'd have to be a big rock to cast a shadow, too, I guess, depending on who is behind it. If it's Jeffy, <laughs> there's no shadow there being cast. You know, yeah. Um, I, I've always been kind of apathetic on, you know, the dinosaurs mm-hmm. becoming extinct, you know? I mean, it'd been interesting if we had to, like, coexist with them. That would have been a challenge. Yeah. We can't even coexist with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact now, with that kind of observation from Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. I'd forgotten. They just let their poop everywhere. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that they're gone. Right? I don't want to share a planet with the I mean, species that leaves they're their... They're disgusting creatures. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. And they just they didn't care where they left it either. They didn't care. Mm, it's gross. Um, but it reminded me that, you know, how, how patriotic poetry can be. Um, so if that's patriotic, this has got to be super Doppler patriotic. One thin September soon, a floating continent disappears in the midnight sun. Vapors rise Vapor. as fever settles fever. on an acid sea. Neptune's bones, Neptune's dissolve. bones dissolve. Snow glides from, from the mountain. Ice fathers floods for a season. Hard work comes quickly. quickly. Then dirt then is parched. Parched. Kindling is placed in the forest for, for the, the lightning, lightning celebration. Unknown creatures take, take their, their leave unmourned. With their poop. Horsemen ready their stirrups. Horsemen ready. Passion seeks heroes and friends. The bell of the city on the hill is rung. The shepherd cries. cries. The hour of choosing has arrived. Here, Here are, are your tools. tools. I am a tool. Wow. That's, wow. I am so glad you read that. I was Me too. really. I'm very Me happy. Too. For asking. Very, very I'm happy to hear it in happy. your voice. In your Thank voice. You. Thanks for asking. Oh gosh, so embarrassed. <laughs> I was. I see the whole poem. I'm exceedingly embarrassed for Al Gore. Yeah. Until the very end. I know when you're more embarrassed for Harry, <laughs> Harry Smith. Smith. Jeez. I'm so like, grateful. That you wow. Read. Thank you. Wow. Oh. Can we sleep together now? Can we <clears throat> make tender love? <clears throat> with one another that was so beautiful thanks I, for asking i mean that that has moved my second chakra how are you with chakras? you will and i i think you uh enjoy second chakra moving and uh, you just move mine so <laughs> wow <laughs> beautiful and patriotic well yeah that's and, i mean don't don't that's don't forget that right that's the triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and of course at pat unleashed on twitter uh where kim Le- Le- lewandowski tweets Robert Francis's guitar solo, which we played a few minutes ago, is the worst thing to hear at 6 a.m. in the morning. It's true. Well, yeah, if it's good, if that's redundant, uh, Kim. Oh, no. What uh, just it. for future. Don't 6 a.m. Do do is it. always in the morning. You don't need to say 6 a.m. in the morning because no. 6 a.m. connotes Kim, morning. Kim, I apologize anyway. <laughs> for the host of the program. She continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think it's better than coffee to wake up, I try to find the positive out of that horrible sound. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, this... This will get you going in the morning, right? Bob, I've been afraid your show's going to be. Bob, I've been afraid your show's going to So good. The guitar stylings. Okay, you know what? Of Beto Aurora. I just had, uh, I just had mm-hmm. this epic thought. Help me out here, okay? Mm-hmm. Where's Jason Butchel? Military uh, thought here. Okay. South America, how did we get uh, uh, Manuel Noriega out of his... Uh, out of his house, right? They blasted music at him, Metallica and mm-hmm. whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that right there on a loop? Wow! At 300 decibels, aimed at a house. Oh, I'm coming out in three seconds flat. Or if you're interrogating a terrorist, you just leave him in the room with that all day. Wow! Talk about. I mean, you talk about uh, cruel and unusual, though. 
and a possible violation of the Geneva Convention. Mm-hmm. Still, I think that would get the job done. Uh, Gender <laughs> McGenderface tweets, I think I'm going to make Beto's guitar playing the ringtone for my alarm clock. I can't imagine a better reason <laughs> to jump go. out of bed faster. <laughs> Than to turn that crap off wow. immediately. We have uh, wow. we've upset the universe this yeah, morning with that audio. Yes, we have. <laughs> and from Millennial Falcon, uh, Beto is one one thousand thirty second a decent guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean that means he's more, more guitar player than uh, than Elizabeth Warren is Native American. So that is uh, it's saying something at least, I guess. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You see this amazing spin on this variety story about uh, Donald Trump because they were all worked up because the Trumps both did interviews on. Was it were, were they both on Sunday? I think they did both come out on Sunday, right? Trump's on six. Uh, the president's on sixty minutes, and then the first lady. She was on maybe Friday. She was night. on Friday mm-hmm. night. So yeah. they, they both happened on the weekend. Uh, but they're talking about variety. Talks about what a rare thing it is. For them appearing outside of Fox News or conservative media. Um, Have you ever noticed how many times uh, Nancy Pelosi is on Fox News or Alexandria Cortez on any talk radio show or Al Gore on a conservative program? Uh, It doesn't happen. They're not the only ones who play that game. What did you just realize that people like to go where they're not going to get ambushed? I, uh, you know, Al Gore won't go anywhere nope. but MSNBC or NBC or CBS with Harry Smith. He won't go anywhere where anybody's going to challenge him. They continue, though. And like uh, Melania Trump's utterly on message, relentlessly forward moving TV interview, the president's interview had effectively the same impact as a rally. It allowed him to bulldoze his chief enemy, the media while airing his own points at a ceaseless length. The lesson the media has evidently not learned yet is not to be sitting right there when he does it. Um, his interview on 60 Minutes was, well, I mean, kind of, was kind of enlightening. Um, they went after him on global warming, because, of course, global warming is proven. And uh, there's absolutely uh, there's no contradicting points of view. There's complete census. There's consensus on on absolutely every point, and so they're embarrassed for him that he's not a big global warming believer. But here's what he said on 60 Minutes uh, about global warming. I'm not denying climate change, but it could very well go back. You know, we're talking about well, over millions of years. It. They say but that we had denying. hurricanes that were far worse than... Mm-hmm. What we just had with Michael. Who says that? They say. You mean well, the people, people say. The people say that in the. Yeah, but what about ninth? the scientists who say it's worse than ever? Uh, They're wrong. You'd have to show me the scientists because mm-hmm. they have a very big political agenda. Plus, uh, and I, I don't know if he's aware of this. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that he studies these issues. But uh, there, there is a list of some thirty thousand. I think it's. 35 or 36,000 scientists yep. who are not on board with man-caused climate change. In fact, you are about to tweet out at Pat Unleashed um, a list of many uh, esteemed scientists who many. Um, have come out against uh, climate change being man-made. Um, climate Depot has put together a great list, and so that's uh, great. you'll be tweeting that out here in a moment. And it's so uh, agonizing that they continue, but this is their thing. 
they act as though if you have any disagreement on any point with them, you're just out of your mind. You're you're some kind of lunatic. You're a Holocaust denier. And it's that's not the case. There is no consensus. You know they started the 97% thing? 97% of scientists agree on on global warming. You know how they came up with that? They just threw that number out there. And the media started repeating it. There is no evidence to back any of that up. They don't have 97% consensus. It just it doesn't exist. But again, they make the president look like he's a buffoon because he doesn't totally buy into and he's not even denying the, the climate has warmed. So what? The climate's warmed over and over and over and then it's cooled over and over and over again. So as he said, it's likely to just go back to the way it was. And in fact, we had an 18-year pause. <laughs> so, amazing. Uh, they also uh, pushed him on Russia a little bit. Here's what he had to say about Russia in 2016. Do you believe that the Russians interfered in the 2016 campaign uh, election? Our well, election. I, they, they meddled, but I think China meddled too. But and why I do think you say countries. China meddled too? And you too. want to know something? Why, do you say China? why don't you well, just say the you. Russians meddled? Because I think China meddled also. And I think, frankly, China this is, is a bigger problem. You're t- diverting the whole Russian I'm thing. I'm not doing you anything. Are, I'm are. saying Russia, but I'm also saying China. Why won't you? Why won't you just agree with what I'm telling you? Why, why? Why won't you just do what I want you to do? Why won't you just say what I want you to say? And I want you to say Russia meddled with the election. And I don't want you to say anything about anybody else. How bizarre is that? Um. He's saying it because he he believes it. Of course, I would like him to be a little tougher on on Russia. I'm not a huge uh, Vladimir Putin fan. No, not really. Not, huh? okay. No, I haven't gone down the road with much of the Republican Party in that Russia's our friend and Putin's our friend. So you haven't gotten the updated talking points from mm-hmm. the GOP. Though. I've gotten them. I, I just threw <laughs> them away. Threw them away. Yeah, I threw them away. Um. It's a strange it's a strange situation that Republicans have completely completely jumped over to the other side but on the other hand so have Democrats now Russia is the big bad enemy to them when we were saying it all along It's 2018 man wow it's just nothing makes sense it's crazy um and then of course she pushed him on Christine Ford and what he had to say about her Professor Blasey Ford got before the Senate and, and was asked, what's the worst moment? And she said, when the two boys laughed at me at my expense. And then I watched you mimic her and thousands of people were laughing at her. Mm. Mm. They can do what they I, I will tell you, this, the way now Justice Kavanaugh was treated has become a big factor in the midterms. Have you seen what's gone on with the polls? But did you have to? Well, I think she was treated with great respect. I'll, I know, I'll but, be honest. But, but do you think there you are those treated that think she with, shouldn't have been? Do you think you treated her with great respect? I think so. Yeah, I did. But you <laughs> seem to be saying that she lied. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to get into it because we mm. won. It doesn't matter. Wow. Uh, you seem to be saying that she lied. Um, right. Yeah, because there's no corroboration. What What is wrong? And and maybe the president just can't go there, but. Can anybody just say, yeah, I don't believe her? Is that not my prerogative? Do I have to believe her when she's got nobody to back up her story? And she brought with her 
zero evidence. Now, I don't know if she lied or if she got the wrong person, but I don't believe what she's saying about Brett Kavanaugh. So do that. Do with that what you will. Uh, I don't believe her. I personally don't believe her. I think either she lied or she got it wrong. She she may have. She may have just mistaken Kavanaugh for, for somebody else or somebody else for Kavanaugh. Uh, and we've seen multiple times lately um, that women can and do lie. You don't have any like recent examples, though. You know, I was just trying to think. What was the one we had? Yes, didn't we have one yesterday? Oh yeah, just yesterday. Just yesterday we oh, had one. Corner store, Caroline. Yes, the corner store. And the poor little kid that brushed up Jeez. against her backside with his backpack, not realizing he had, and uh-huh. she thought that he had tried right. to jump her. Yeah, well, <sighs> she she claimed that he grabbed her butt <laughs> when he just barely brushed against her. Hmm. Didn't even know it with his backpack. So there was a blatant lie right there. Women don't always tell the truth. I know that's sh- is shocking. They're humans. Uh, just like men are. They're human. Yeah. Uh, but Trump also talked about how vicious uh, Washington, D.C. is on 60 Minutes. I'm not saying I trust everybody in the White House. I'm not a baby. It's a tough business. It's a, this is a vicious place. Washington, D.C. is a vicious, vicious place. The attacks, the, the bad-mouthing. The speaking behind mm-hmm. your back. But, you know, in my way, I feel very comfortable here. <laughs> That's fascinating. Uh, but, I mean, he's just telling the truth there. He likes that kind of stuff. Yeah. He, he does well. He, he thrives in that environment, I guess you would say. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. As far as the uh, Christine Blasey Ford thing, though, and, and do women lie... Let's let's show the uh, the surveillance video from the convenience store where the woman and we showed you the other part of it yesterday where she was she went outside and she was on the cell phone with police trying to get them to come down and arrest this nine year old kid who she claimed molested her. The kid is crying. Uh, Her other child is crying. The mom the mom is all pissed off and who can blame her? She knows her son didn't do anything wrong, and uh, this woman is going on and on about it. So then you look at the surveillance video, and she's absolutely proven to be a liar. Here's what happened. Walking up to the counter. There she is at the counter right now, bending over the counter. I don't know what she's doing. There's the kid. Looking for something. Just, he didn't even notice her there. Backpack bumped into her incident. There it was. That was the whole incident. Now she freaks out. That was, it's New York, man. You're gonna get bumped into. Yeah, like five unbelievable. I mean, that was it. And right now she's still fairly calm. But what is weird? She's making weird. Yeah, she's gyrations there, now. Uh, her mom, now the strict. little kid's mom comes back in there and gives her a piece of her mind, thankfully. And then, of right. course, you know. This is America 2018. So I think it's the mom she's pissed off at and then blames the the nine-year-old for it. Yeah. Amazing. Just, I mean, really sad and pathetic. Triple eight, nine hundred Let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a company that uh, Glenn and Tanya put together 
several years ago because um, they didn't have a good experience with a realtor. The realtor was a decent person, but just didn't get the job done for them. And so it was really frustrating and they lost a lot of money and it took a lot of time. So they did some research as to uh, what makes a good realtor. And then they decided, well, why don't we find a bunch of these across the country and put together um, an agency based on that? And they did. So they found that great agents are full-time and they have careers in real estate. They don't sell insurance part-time and do this part-time. It's not like somebody's wife's nephew who dabbles in real estate a little bit. These people really know what they're doing and they, they're committed to doing it. So they know about things like curb appeal, what your landscaping should look like. How's the trim on your house? What kind of paint is in now? Seems like everybody wants white. <laughs> and that's the big... That's, and, but your realtor will know that in your area. They'll know about prof- professionally staging your house and the pictures, how to make the pictures look great on the internet so that people want to come and see it in person. And when is the right time to list? <clears throat> and for how much? What else is happening in the market, especially in your neighborhood? What are the comp homes uh, like? Where are they priced? Because you don't want your house to just sit there on the market for six months or a year. Then people wonder, well, what the hell's wrong with this house? Why isn't it sold? You don't want that to happen. All right, so go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to one of the best agents, the best agent in your area. We've got over 1,200 of them across the country. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, uh, 888-900-3393. We have um, much more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up, including the Saudi, the Saudi admission that, yeah, oops, Dang, we did kill that journalist. Sorry. Hate when that happens. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. Uh, great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Great to have you with us if you're uh, listening live. And if uh, you know somebody who's distressed over the show being moved, tell them it show's available at 830. Download it and Wait, listen what? to it when you normally listen Wait, this it. show doesn't just escape into the ether? No. When the show's over? No. We actually save it. Oh, wow. Somehow it's recorded through the miracle of, I don't know, some kind of uh, craft, some sort of witchcraft or something. It's recorded. I don't know how that happens. That sounds freaky. Yeah. It's some sort of magical unit that actually <laughs> captures the things we say. A magical unit, and then um, 
<laughs> okay. And then you can play it whenever you want. Mm. For instance, you could play it during the same time you did listen to the show last week. I can't follow you this. You could. You could do that. Where it, do you find this kind of stuff? Wherever something called podcasts are available. What's a podcast? I, iTunes, for instance, uh-huh. SoundCloud. Is there a thing called Stitcher? Stitcher? Or, um, we're also available on uh, on Spotify, Spotify now. In theory, Google Play, right? Google, Play. Google yes. I mean, yes. I can't follow all this. It's too fancy. I know. Mm. It's well, it's it's wizardry, <laughs> and a lot of people are scared by it. And I don't blame yeah. you. And it's so frightening. At the end of the show, probably within a half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at eight thirty, this show is posted yeah. now. Yeah, eight thirty. And, and Martin, if it's not up by eight thirty central. Uh, there's going to be. I know where you live. Hell to pay. Yeah, I'm coming for you, man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Steve in Missouri. Hey, Steve. Yeah, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Hey, uh, every time you have one of these stories about global climate change, mm-hmm. it just sets me off. They handpick the scientists that agree with them, and they make it sound like that. That's it. There's no other. You know, yeah. nobody has any differing opinion. Yeah, but they, yeah. then they don't go to guys like Joe Biscardi from oh. Weatherbell. Oh, his never. Career has been weather. That's his life. Yeah, and yeah. he he predicted these hurricanes in the spring. I remember that we had him on, and he he yeah. said that there was going to be this was going to be an unusually high season. Well, and actually, it's only been two storms that have hit. Yeah, but they were big ones, and yeah, so that's what but, but that's what sticks in people's We haven't had mind. them big storms in years. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. And, and and he can go back and tell you storms that were worse a hundred years ago. Oh, no he question. Oh, they're they're all worse now because it's all mm-hmm. man made heat and all this and that. No, it's not. It's just it's it's all this UN studies is just to suck money from the united states yep because they don't say nothing about china have yep. you ever seen stories on the pollution over in china and i mean <laughs> i wouldn't even want a drop of that water in their rivers touching my skin that's for sure <laughs> all right thanks steve appreciate it yeah and joe bastardi from weather bell also predicted you know it's going to be a very harsh winter for us and he talked about some cycles that were happening in the past that, that produced really bad winters mm-hmm um, so here we go. Hang on. And in fact, you know, all this rain we're getting here in Texas, if I'm not mistaken, that's from uh, that hurricane Sergio over in the Pacific that crossed over. Um, and it's doing exactly mm. what, what Joe said it would do. And so yep. buckle up. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for a cold winter. I will say there was, uh, there was one thing wrong about what he was saying, and that's that they never talk about China. Hmm? Actually, they do. Al Gore has spoken about China uh, pretty decisively. I've learned from their scientists. They're right Give on the cutting edge. Of the, <laughs> you know, I've learned from their scientists. They're right on the cutting edge. Okay, this is the country, by the way, that uh, <laughs> produces uh, the rate of another coal-fired power plant every week. In the world. Every week. What a clown. And they're on the, they're on the cutting edge. <laughs> okay. All right, if you say so. Whatever. I mean, how do you even argue with that? You don't, because everything you say, uh, everything that happens in life proves their point. If it's hotter, it proves their point. If it's colder, it proves their point. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, we've got this uh, cold front in Dallas at a pretty early time of year. Mm-hmm. When do we ever have weather that it's in the f- low 40s in Dallas, Texas in October? 
Global warming. Uh, it's, <laughs> I heard it yesterday. It's global warming. Uh, they had record low temperatures over the weekend in Denver. It's never been that cold this early in the year. It's global warming. Mm-hmm. No, man-made. Of yep. Oh, of course. I'd put that on there. That goes without saying. The man-made part, yeah. So when there were um, powerful hurricanes back in 2005, that was global warming. Then the lack of hurricanes for the next 12 years was global warming. Mm-hmm. And now they've started up again. That, too, is global warming. It's pretty amazing when you can't be wrong because everything proves your point. Whether it's exactly what you said would happen or the opposite. It's common it core. Your point. Common core weather. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly what it is. Felicia in Alabama. You're on the blaze. Hey. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Good morning. Morning. I actually like you, your, your new shift because for whatever I have insomnia, I can actually talk to you now. Oh, good. Mm. Good. <laughs> I don't get off till two thirty in the morning. So. Oh wow! What do you do? Uh, I work for a call center for car reservations. Okay. All right. Yeah. Twenty four hours. I was huh? actually. Yeah, it's twenty four hour call center. Wow. Mm. So, uh, but I was calling about uh, Elizabeth Warren, and you were talking about her her DNA. Um, her DNA, and at best, she's one sixty fourth Indian, right? right? Right. Native American. Yes. So if you do the math on that, that breaks down to zero point zero one six, and it takes five times that amount to be considered legally drunk, to where you can't drive your car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, that's a good fact. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you for the early morning math. That uh, that's really good. All right, thanks, Felicia. Jeez, it is pretty amazing. It's pretty. I mean, she, she that's she's got to be embarrassed to put out that uh, report. And think about this. Clearly, she is laying the groundwork for a presidential run in twenty twenty. So she wants to get this out there so that she mm-hmm. can say so she doesn't have to answer Trump in a debate potentially. Right about her she heritage. Lied. Yeah. So she finds a DNA test that shows a trace. Of uh, Native American heritage, so she can say, "Look, see, so I trace am a possible, possible Native American heritage." Well, from her perspective, she probably thought she was going to put this thing to bed, right? Yeah, she didn't she think it was did. going to unravel with with genealogists saying, um, mm-hmm. "Shut up, you." And uh-huh. so, instead, look at this. Just like always happens when someone takes on Trump, she has she lost egg on her face, and it's she now lost. worse for her than it was forty eight <laughs> hours ago. She should have kept quiet about it. Nobody would have said anything. It was kind of dying down, except every once in a while, the president would call her Pocahontas. (laughs) She can't take that. Obviously, it's getting to her. I know. That's the beauty of it. It's bothering her. Yeah. And frankly, it's wrong of me, but I love it. I love that. Oh, yeah. I love that it's bothering her. I like it. I like it when when liberals are forced to play defense for a change. So great. On the most... And again, that's why things. he's that's why he's president. Because right. we all love it. We all love them on the defensive for a change. Because mm-hmm. nobody else can do that. Nobody else. I don't know. They, they could. They just don't. Yeah. He does. And this is so. I don't care if Elizabeth Warren is Native American. I don't care if she wants I to claim either. that she's Native American. That's but the fine. fact that she is back into a corner. Oh, mm-hmm. now I love it. Now, yes. now I love it. <laughs> I mean, when when the possibility is that. It's as recent as six generations ago, and that would make you 164th. Or it's as long as 10 generations ago, and that would make you 1,024th Native American. 
it, that's not even neither one of those figures are worth reporting. We all have some kind of mixture like that in our blood. I would hazard a guess that virtually everyone... Look at the Ancestry.com commercials. And you you see these... There's the one woman who is quite clearly um, some sort of Native American ancestry or some ethnicity. And uh, she's also got, you know, European, Western European ancestry in her. She's got it from all over the place. Well, we all do. We're all mutts. Is there one single purebred human on this earth? Well, no. we're well, all mutts. I mean, even Jeffy has one 1,024th human trace no, back No, that's not true. It's, it might be one 2,339th. Okay, but there's a trace there's, of human somewhere trace. in Jeffy's yes. background-ish. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But it goes back uh, many generations. Many. And what you'll find is... Um, the, the vast majority of Jeffy's makeup is walrus. I think if you looked into it, um, that would probably uh, be what you would find. Equal parts walrus yeah. and whale? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly, even again, since we're on this subject again, even the Cherokee Nation said, you know, you're making a mockery of this. Stop it. They're, they're not appreciating um, her effort here to tie herself in with them. They don't like it at all. Mm-mm. And they did call it a mockery. So um, I thought we didn't want to offend Native Americans. Bend over backwards to change the names of football teams and all of that. This is worse than a name of a football team. Stop doing it. 888 uh, Chad in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Um, long-time listener. Love listening to you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Um, just wanted to, I mean... I honestly, I just listening to the news stories about Elizabeth Warren, it just makes me wonder how this is even something worth talking about, right? Mm Because if you're telling me now all of a sudden that having a heritage other than, you know, having any type of heritage in my background, does that mean now I can, uh, I'm now the authority on that heritage and I can now say and do whatever I want to (laughs) because I have an, you know, an ounce of that in my background? Yeah, I, you know, no. It, it shouldn't say that. And uh, really, I think the only advantage would be if she was 116th at least, and then I think she could own a casino. <laughs> 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 but this didn't help her. So, yeah, I don't know what the point is either. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we were talking about the hurricane and uh, the aftermath. <clears throat> the death toll is officially at 18, which is really tragic but there are 2100 people still unaccounted for 2100 people either missing or reported stranded somewhere that we're still trying to locate really amazing Um, and rescue teams are hampered by power outages and telephone outages and they're still going door to door and using cadaver dogs and drones and all kinds of heavy equipment to hunt for people trying to find them if they're you know, trapped in the rubble. Um, this is, uh, it's it's going to be a really tough cleanup. And if you can help in any way, um, we could certainly use your donations at mercuryone.org. Uh, they are sending teams. We've got our partners already in the area. They were on the ground late last week and getting all prepared for this. So if you'd like to help, go to mercuryone.org and click on the hurricane relief. Yeah, and uh, the- link. 
it's not in the news, okay? I mean, for the rest of us, it's over. Yeah. It was in the news cycle. On. Now now it's over. Yep. This is going to be their way of life for years. It's going to affect it's going to affect yeah. their lives in so many ways. Well, I mean, look how look how bad it was in Houston last year. We went down there and and helped one weekend and uh it was complete devastation. And you could see that the recovery is going to be not days or weeks or months, but years in the making. And then you look at what happened in Florida, where in almost the whole community of Mexico Beach was washed yeah. away. That's going to take a long time to recover. And think about these families. They have kids. Mm-hmm. You get the holidays coming up. Jeez. This is going mm-hmm. to be it's really tough. rough. So it's please really keep Florida and your thoughts and prayers, mercuryone.org. And then there's a link there for um, Hurricane Michael, um, Hurricane Florence. You can you can help on either one of those. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about uh, Usewax RX. When your ears aren't clean, it is uncomfortable, and you don't hear as well as you should. And, and you stick the cotton swab in there, and you just push everything all the way back to your eardrum. Yeah, you want to be able to hear Al Gore reading poetry on the radio. And I mean, yes, right? Yes, because it was so beautiful and moving, <laughs> so beautiful, and you don't want to miss one syllable of it. So the Q-tip can actually damage your eardrum too if you push it in there and accidentally jam it. And uh, it's plus the then you think about a candle. Who who wants to put a flame near their head <laughs> and their hair? I, I don't. So the use the Wax RX system was developed by physicians. And they trust it the most. They use it the most. It's just like the system they use in their office, except it's a lot less expensive. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax, earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. So go to usewaxrx.com to order your reusable earwash system today. And use the offer code RADIO when you do. And they'll ship it to your house for free. Promo code radio for free standard shipping. Use WaxRx.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray Unleashed. Triple 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Sammy tweets, Pat, you said, what's so wrong with wanting sensible immigration? So since the left wants sensible gun laws, you'd think they'd understand that. Oh. Yeah, not so much, though. Yeah, I, I got one here from uh, Shaunasaurus Rex. It says, an Indian, a Mexican, and an African-American walk into a bar. That, of course, is Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, and Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> <laughs> so great good stuff look it's not about their skin color right it's about how they identify how i identify so uh shelly tweets about the al gore maya angelou poems mm-hmm. i can't imagine listening to two more boring people read poetry what a bo- boring you can't be speaking about this you, you can't remember soon a floating continent disappears in midnight sun midnight sun Vapors rise Vapor. as fever settles Vapor. on an acid sea. Neptune's Vapor. bones dissolve. Snow glides from the mountain. Ice fathers Stone floods for a season. season. 
hard rain comes quickly. Oh, quickly. Then dirt is parched. Parched. Kindling is placed in the forest for, for the lightning, lightning celebration. celebration. Unknown creatures take, take their, their leave, leave unmourned. unmourned. Horsemen ready their stirrups. Stirrups. Passion seeks heroes and heroes friends. The bell of the city on the hill is rung. The shepherd oh. cries. The Here. hour of choosing has arrived. Here, Here are, are your, your tools. tools. Here. Wow. wow. I'm so glad you read Moved. that. I was really, I'm very happy. Thanks for to, asking me. I'm happy to hear it in your voice. <laughs> Thank you. What you doing later? Thanks for asking me. Harry. Well, I've pretty much fallen head over heels in love with you, Al. And uh, wow, I just, uh, I'm about to weep. I'm about to break down and weep openly as a man because I love you, man. I love you now. And of course, Al, I think Al felt the same way about him. What do you think they did after I the think, show? I think they've been happy ever since together. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's part of the story. It doesn't did get Harry told Smith else. get between yeah. Al and Tipper? Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. I think oh. that's. I can't guarantee it, but I think that's, that's not that there's anything. They... Nothing wrong with that. Okay, not a thing in the world wrong with that. I'm Makes just saying. Sense now. Uh, from Coffee Lover, <sighs> I'm going to miss hearing Beto's moving guitar riff after he loses the election. Should become part of your show intro. No, it should not. Mm, I don't know. It's pretty good. No, it should not. It's pretty good. I don't know what drives me nuts more. The guitar or the, or the guy, guy going, saying that. I'm, 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 your show's about to be over at this point. I don't even know. Uh, speaking of Beto, <clears throat> Hispanic gentleman that he is, um, Piltdowno Pasio, mm-hmm. he tweeted out, um, uh, let's see, it's gender neutral made climate affirmation, not man-made climate change. See? It's just, it's oh wow, gender neutral. Oh. Made climate uh, All right. affirmation. If we're going to be politically correct. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim tweets out, Quarterstone Caroline. She's the one who uh, uh, accused the nine-year-old black boy of grabbing her buttocks when, in fact, his uh, backpack just barely brushed up against her. Have we arrested the backpack yet, by I the way, know. in that? I don't know. It was clear. That, mm-hmm. uh, but she should pay for counseling of that nine-year-old boy for what she put him through. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Harsh Reality tweets out, you have to admit... That if that corner store were an NFL game and the corner mm-hmm. store in Caroline was a quarterback and right. the kid was a pass rusher, that definitely would have been a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> in the new NFL, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, it would have. You know, they try to get better at that, it seems. There's been a lot less the last couple of weeks. Thank so, heaven. Yeah. I mean, it, they were on the verge mm-hmm. of just destroying the game, not down the road, but this year. This year, uh-huh. when it's get, when it gets so bad, you have to, again you have to put the pillow and the mattress underneath the quarterback when yeah. you tackle him. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, the blanket too. Uh, you yeah. leave the blanket right. out of the play. Mm-hmm. That I mean, you might get ejected. Quite frankly, it's possible. But no, there there there's been some serious hits in the last uh, couple of weeks, and you're just like, oh crap! Here comes a stupid flag because the guy was didn't. I don't know tackled. Yeah, but no, they've, they've well, kept which him in the pocket. Shows that they're not completely tone deaf. At the NFL administration office. Let's hope this sticks. Uh, Saudi Arabia, who initially said, what, the, the journalist that talks against the kingdom? What's, no, he came into our, yeah, he came into the consulate, but he left right away. Um, <laughs> he came in for a falafel, uh, yeah. and we, we gave him that, and then he said, yeah, got to run, guys, and he took off. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but there's no surveillance that shows him leaving. Yeah, he crawled out the back window, I think. I mean, I don't know, like we're just making stuff up for a while. <laughs> and now they've just caved. Yeah, okay, we killed it, but it was an accident. Oh. We we were 
We were just interrogating him. Okay. And then we accidentally killed him. Uh, we meant to ask him where he was last Thursday. And then instead, I slipped and cut through his skull with a bone saw. Ah, dang it. And then before I knew it, yeah. I'd cut him into 19 separate pieces and put him in a suitcase. It slipped. I, and I gave him to the guys that came you know, from Saudi Arabia to kill him. And they put him in the plane and took off with his remains. Ha! If only I would have just said, what did you do last Thursday instead, which I was trying to do. Oopsie daisy. Our bad. Yeah, duh. dang it. Darn dang. Oh, darn it. Ah, darn. Do you have a lot invested in this? Are you? <laughs> well, yeah, guy's life. Uh-huh. But that's all. Okay. You know, that's all. Uh, so they're putting together that report now that is going to acknowledge they killed Jamal Khashoggi. Ugh. And uh, it was, and they're actually going to say it was the result of an interrogation that went wrong. One that was intended to lead to his abduction from Turkey. Huh. All right. There's ways you could do that. Like, I mean, like you, you just don't stab him with a knife or cut him with a bone saw. You just, you. You put his arms, I don't know, put his hands in handcuffs, maybe? Should Cuff I be, them together? Hold on, hold on. Should I be writing this down? Yeah. Uh, write, write it down and we'll okay. send it to the Saudi embassy here in Dallas. All right. Well, yeah. Instead of running through his body with a bone saw, okay, put his hands in handcuffs. And then, um, this is a complicated part. Okay. Lead him out of the building into a car and drive him to the airport. Ah, forget it. I give up. Too many that's words. That's too many. Yeah. No. It's hard. Can't it's hard it. to remember all of that. Mm-hmm. Dang it. <clears throat> One source says the report will likely conclude that the operation was carried out without the clearance or transparency and that those involved will be held responsible. We're going to give them a very, very sternly worded letter of reprimand. Um, it may contain some harsh verbiage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we don't know because it's going to be in Arabic, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be very, very stern. One of the sources acknowledged uh, that it's being prepared and cautioned things could change. What does that mean? That you could deny again? <laughs> you, yeah, okay. We, we said we killed him on accident. No, we didn't. Now we, I think he's alive. What do, you, what, what do you mean it could change? Have you heard the, uh, I don't know if this is part of your update there, the, the possibility that <laughs> oil may come into play in this? That what may? Oil? The price of oil? Oh, yeah. They're, oh, yes. boy. Well, that was the threat when we were threatening them. Mm-hmm. If we found out that they were that they killed the guy, we were going to do something drastic. Yeah, now, now they're saying if, if we impose sanctions in retaliation for them hacking up this guy uh-huh. uh, accidentally, I mean, albeit accidentally, yeah, then uh, maybe we'll have to uh, cut off some oil from Saudi Arabia. You know what? Or what? Well, I, I guess mean, we'll just have to use uh, since we're now the world's leading producer of oil, and we get almost none from <laughs> this. Would affect other people a lot more than and it would affect us. This is why it pays to tap your own natural that's, resources, that's so you why. don't have to worry about what the sheiks say over in Saudi Arabia. It's difficult to do when you don't have any resources, though. <laughs> like you live in France, and your resources—it's it's nice to have a art. president that allows us to tap our own God-given resources yeah, for a change. It is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray returns. I'm tell you about the horrific extermination of insects in a second here. Hmm. Uh, also, um, interesting information about what happened after the tax cut we had and how that just decimated the federal budget. Yeah, oh, the, my God. The economy. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to get into that, mm-hmm. too. too. Um, but let me tell you about this superfood called Field of Greens. It's from Brickhouse Nutrition, which is a company that was created by a team of top physicians. And they wanted to, they wanted to come up with something for people... I, like me, who hate vegetables and don't get very many in, your, in their diet. Um, but they want the nutrition from vegetables. So you don't have to choke down nasty-tasting, bitter kale or spinach or green beans that just make you throw up a little bit just thinking about them. Uh, this is an actual superfood, and you can tell that because it has a nutrition facts panel on the side of the container. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real certified vegan, vegetarian, and U.S., which, you know, there's not a lot of great things about vegetarians, but this is the, the one thing that I love. Um, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. You're just going to feel better. Um, I know I do. I, and I feel like I have more energy during the course of the day. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens for yourself. You just take a scoop and put it into eight ounces of water. Or a shake or your smoothie, and it flavors it, it sweetens it, and it's just going to make you healthier in the long run. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply with the offer code PAT, brickhousepat.com. All right, beekeepers in the U.S. and all over the world, actually, are reporting an increase in honeybee deaths over the year, last year or so. And then for the last, I don't know, decade, they've been saying that bees are just disappearing. Where are they going? I, I don't know. Same place your socks end up? Maybe. Hmm. Yes, maybe so you're going to find socks on a planet. You're going to find non-matching socks and billions of bees that are just hold up together somewhere. I don't that know. That is some freakish art it's somebody needs to get on right weird. now. Um, but of course they're blaming it on uh, hmm? climate change. Insects around the world are in crisis. Is that really a problem with I mean I know bees are cuz we get things from bees, but I don't care about the rest of the insect world. I, I don't like insects as a general rule. No, no. What what are what do they do besides you know like flies? They yeah. get on your food and and make it nasty. Ugh. So you have to throw it away. Or mosquitoes just bite mm-hmm. you. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Or how about army worms that have destroyed my front yard? At not my really house. familiar with army worms. They're like worms, and they crawl around. They eat your grass, and then they turn into moths, and they mate and make new army worms and just the cycle continues yeah i'm really bitter i've dropped two hundred dollars trying to kill these things over the last few weeks man i'm hopping mad on doesn't your feel like you're hopping, hopping. at all well i'm not i'm not feels like you're precisely hopping but okay. inside i am no inside i'm hopping mad i'm not feeling it i'm livid you're mocking me on your behalf army worms i hate them <laughs> okay okay well the uh, beetles and bees have decreased by about 45%, they say, in the last 35, year, 35 years. Is that possible? Maybe they're 45? dinosaurs. Maybe it's their time. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. Well, then you, know. you can say goodbye to honey and, and flowers and stuff, uh, which would be okay. bad. Um, in places where long-term insect data are available. <laughs> I love that sentence. In places where long-term insect data are available. <laughs> okay, mainly in Europe. 
because that's where we've had long-term insects. Um, <laughs> their numbers are plummeting. A study last year showed a 76% decrease in flying insects in the past few decades in German nat- nature preserves. Mm. We're losing flying insects. That summer's more enjoyable over there. Seriously, I mean, you're gonna have a, you're gonna be hard pressed to make people care about that. <laughs> I know. You know what insect I wish would die out is the fire ant. Oh, I hate. Yeah, they'll never, they'll never die out. Fire ants are almost indestructible. Um, but if flies stopped showing up, I think we'd all be happy about that, wouldn't we? Uh, yes. If climate change can kill off the flies, good. Then I say bring on climate change. I'm failing to see the negative here besides less yeah, honey. Not at all. Yeah, the only thing the bees I think would be bad, but. The, and because the bees know, you know, there's just things that the bees... Like what? Give me an the, example of something bees that the bees know. know. You know what the bees know. I can't go there because only the bees know them. I'm not a bee. Okay. I, I just know that they know. A little cryptic for a Tuesday morning? Also, the federal government. Now, they, we got a tax cut. And of course, that costs us billions, right? Isn't that what we were told? An unpaid for tax cut that is costing us and... And our children and our children's children. Really? <laughs> well, then, how did the federal government collect a record $1.7 billion in individual income tax returns? It's a record high income for the federal government. Sadly, they also ran a deficit of $778 billion. Nine hundred ninety-six thousand million. Oh, seven seventy-eight billion nine hundred ninety-six million during the fiscal year. It's <laughs> a big number. Uh, he kind of, yeah. It's kind of. It's very dangerously close to a uh, a trillion dollars. So is that a is that a problem? So you're saying that I'm saying we spend more than we take in, and we take in a lot. The government has last year, last fiscal year, took in more than they've ever taken in in a year. Mm-hmm. And they still Despite have the tax a, cut. a deficit yep. of a trillion a year. Despite the tax cut. Uh, so why can't Republicans defend themselves any better than they do? Every single time they just roll over and play dead and, and get hammered by the rhetoric. Um, why aren't they pointing out that, hey, we, got, we had a tax cut and we brought in record tax revenues. A tax cut doesn't cost us money. It makes us money. But they're so inept, they'll never make that point. 888 Also, uh, the world's oldest woman. I mean, we talked about her a while ago. Yeah, I think so. She's, like, Jeffy grew up with her or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I think she was Jeffy's next-door neighbor in something Russia like for a while. Yeah, that's close. Yeah. Uh, she's 129, and she remembers uh, the time when her people were deported by Stalin in World War II. That's, oh. that's how old this person is. She remembers the brutality of her deportation into Soviet internal exile. Um, she, according to her passport, is 129, and nobody, nobody seems to dispute it. So her passport shows that she was born June 1st, 1889. Isn't that something? Wow. Can, all the things that this woman has seen <laughs> through the years. Really incredible. She's still lucid. She's... Uh, emotional about uh, the day that her native Chechen people were deported in mass by Stalin uh, to Kazakhstan almost 75 years ago. She says, the, listen to this, the only happy day in her life that she remembers 
was when she entered a home built from her own hands back in her native land. So she built her own house. She's I. She's never been married, right? She's uh, but she is wildly unhappy, and she calls her longevity a curse. <laughs> That's we've Isn't heard that amazing. A, wasn't there a guy that said that too? Yeah, it was in his one twenties. But I, I uh, think so. She got to see. Uh, man, she was around for Grover Cleveland, Pat. Yeah, except except. <laughs> I mean, she went. Grover Cleveland still. didn't help her where she lived in. In Chechnya, it didn't really work out well for her. You know, if she was 129 and lived in America, and well, she probably wouldn't be alive because she would have had a different diet, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> still, you know, I think she'd remember more than one happy day in her life. That is really sad that you've lived on the earth 129 years. You know, what is that? 25,000 or 30,000 some days. Oh, it's wait a minute. No, it's way more than that. Okay, you're gonna make me sixty, seventy thousand days. How many days is a hundred and twenty nine years? Well, three sixty five. We're not doing the leap days. It's over forty seven thousand okay. days. Forty seven thousand eighty five days. Mm. That's a lot of Netflix watching. And she remembers one happy day. Wow, that's sad. That is heartbreaking. Maybe she's just a pessimist, Pat. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, she lives in in Russia. What do you, what do you expect? I guess that's true. Not a happy, happy place. Not a, nobody confuses Russia with Disney World. No one. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Mike in Maine. Hey, Mike, you're on the blaze. Hey, uh, yeah, the bee thing. Um, up here in uh, Maine, uh, about a decade ago, they tried to go after pesticides, thinking that was killing them, and then uh, university smartened up and tried to look at the bees and uh it was a parasite that was infecting him with a virus oh wow and uh it was already starting to spread south really so they kind of already debunked the uh what's happening to them so did that were they able to uh, uh, can they reverse that did they treat the bees with a special serum or uh they were looking at something yeah. uh some type of uh, I think I want to say it was like a wasp that would attack the parasite or something like that I don't exactly remember they, huh. they were looking into it I don't really? think they ever came up with anything. Huh. All right. Thanks, Mike. A bee vaccine yeah. would be nice. Why Why can't somebody develop a bee vaccine to vaccinate these bees? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, ABC executives are now apparently regretting just a little bit uh, their knee-jerk, and they called it this, knee-jerk reaction of firing Roseanne because they're very afraid. The new show, Connors. The Connors will uh, is going to be a stiff. I see the promos for that. It and, doesn't look good. And it just, you're like, wow, good luck with that, ABC. Looks like crap. It does. It just does. And I think everybody involved with it knows it's just going to fail. It's gone. Including ABC. And they should have thought of this last year. Everybody Come wants on. to be the first one to do the right thing. Yeah. No matter if that really is the right thing or not. Why not just let her apologize and move on with life? Everybody would have forgotten about it by now. Hmm. Nobody would be... I, I don't think there'd be any calls for boycotting ABC. I, I think they would have been fine had they just ridden out the storm. Nobody has the giblets to do that, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like we said yesterday. The people they were trying to impress by getting rid of her were never going to watch Roseanne's TV show anyway. Exactly. Especially after they heard she liked Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, that ended it for him, right? Um, yeah. But I think everybody involved, I was 
I, I saw uh, John Goodman speaking about it the other day, and he, he seemed like, oh no, yeah, it's uh, it's not the same without Roseanne. I'm guessing it's going to be a train wreck, but maybe that'll be fun to watch. Isn't the debut? Is it tonight or was it last night? I know it's coming this week, and I can't remember if uh, the premiere episode already happened or if it's still to come. I don't know, but the preview was. Um it, it was so good. serious, you know? Uh-huh. They were so angry and hurt. And it's probably probably Roseanne's dead. I don't know. But um, I don't know when this show is. interesting airs. to see how they handle that. That uh, comes uh, tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern on okay. ABC. Very exciting. So if you're curious, you know, maybe the first night will have a big bump because people uh-huh. will be curious. Then the fail fest begins in earnest. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Also, the new Freddie Mercury biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. <clears throat> doesn't include at least one party scene <clears throat> featuring dwarves with platters of cocaine on their heads. It does, you said? It or doesn't. Does, doesn't? Why not? No, they left it out. What? I, they're trying to scale back on the craziness of these people uh, that they're trying oh, to now celebrate. I don't want to see it. You so, had me at dwarves with cocaine platters on their heads, and now it's like, oh, no, maybe that's in the editor's... Yeah, the director's cut on the DVD. Seems like that would have been somewhat interesting to see. Interesting, yes. <laughs> so, Freddie Mercury arranged for dwarfs <laughs> <laughs> to walk around the party with platters of cocaine on their heads. That's creative! Is that great stuff or what? <laughs> now, you could not get away with that today. I don't think. I think the dwarves would talk about the fact that Freddie Mercury exploited them and then his shows would be canceled. That shows you the difference between now and 1978, doesn't it? Uh, but apparently the party in question is well documented, but it's not going to be in the movie. <laughs> Darn. Because Brian May and Roger Taylor didn't want it of in the movie. Let's, let's now, Sasha Baron Cohen was initially going to play Freddie Mercury <clears throat> back in uh, 2013. <laughs> and he left because he uh, felt like they were handling the story with kit gloves and he didn't want to be a part of it interesting uh they he said sasha baron cohen said we see the band queen go from strength to strength and it doesn't show any of their weaknesses now brian may denies that but uh there's there's talk now that they dialed back freddie mercury's hedonism (laughs) and his life is a closeted gay man and uh they bring up all the contributions of the band which are many and that's that's fine but during the 70s i'm trying to think didn't everybody know that freddie freddie mercury was gay i i think that was pretty well known maybe it was just suspected Hmm. uh and then they have uh then there's a movie called rocket man coming out which is about elton john and they're saying that they're doing the same thing with him it's already, uh, they've already said, it's not going to be an unflinching study of his darkest extremes. They've, they've kind of lightened up his life a little bit. Still excited um, to see it now, or maybe a yeah, little less? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't that excited about the Elton John movie to begin with, and this makes me less so. Mm-hmm. But the trailer, I guess, alludes to some moments of crisis. His daytime drinking in the 70s wound up in a hospital. Um but apparently they focus more on this, his songs and uh, the importance of, of um, 
you know, his life as a musician and, and the, his contributions to rock music. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure I want to see them dwell on the negative anyway. Well, I, I've never been a big Elton John <clears throat> fan myself. Right. Yeah. Because uh, you said so. There's so we got two rock movies coming out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so Bohemian Rhapsody okay. about Freddie Mercury and Rocket Man about Elton right. John. Yeah. So I just I just get the same fix for Elton John by just waiting in the doctor's office whenever I go because that's literally all I ever hear when I'm but, waiting, you, waiting. But but is it Muzak? Is it the Muzak? No, version no. Of it's Elton, actual no, it's, Elton John. Yeah, it's just songs? Elton John. Every doctor's visit. Every yeah. freaking time they have it on a radio station. That is huh. playing Elton John. I can't stand it. Just makes the visit that much worse. So, but I, I, I was really excited to see the Queen until really you excited. told me about no dwarves with cocaine platters on their heads. <laughs> now, now I'm kind of dialing no back point. my enthusiasm a little there's bit. There's just yeah. no point in seeing yeah. it anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. And speaking of celebrities and celebrity fun, uh, Alec Baldwin's show just debuted on ABC. He's got, <clears throat> and this may surprise many, he has a talk show. On ABC, and it debuted, and the premiere episode, with Robert De Niro, two massive Trump haters, it pulled in less than two and a half million viewers. That is fantastic news. What's the rating for that? Uh, Let's see, 0.4. Oh, no. An abysmal 0.4. That's not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. (laughs) This, despite the fact that, you know, Oscar winner Robert De Niro, pretty big star on his first show. To make things worse, the show lost close to half of its lead-in with uh, Shark Tank, <laughs> attracting uh, 3.68 million and a 0.7 rating in the nine o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. These numbers aren't terribly surprising, though. I mean, you know, his uh, his past in the format. He he also was on MSNBC for a while. Do you remember that? I, I'd forgotten I about that. I don't remember that. I'd completely forgotten that. Alec Baldwin had a show on MSNBC. I think it lasted eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. yeah I think Did it make it to the first commercial no. break? No. <laughs> okay. No. They canceled it before the first <laughs> commercial break. Tell you what, so. we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. <laughs> and then let's not forget, you know, his radio debut at WPHT in Philadelphia, which oh, yeah. also didn't go well, if you remember. When can we take some calls, Ivan? <laughs> Whenever we want. Do we, do, we, do we have calls that are on there now? Do no calls, calls yet. No, no calls, calls, no yet. calls. What number do people call to get on the air, Ivan? Do we have that number? Do we have it's that number? right there. <clears throat> oh, do I have the call number in front of me? Oh, I'm so you do. sorry. You do. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, that's so interesting. Sorry. It's interesting. Interesting. <laughs> do we have any calls yet there, Ivan? <laughs> no calls. Let's read some more about Scientology. <laughs> Is Sean Hannity a Scientologist? Alec Baldwin, posing the big questions tonight here. As always. Uh, do we have any calls here yet, Ivan? None. Boy, None. it's just incredible. Ah, oh, it is what? incredible. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love that. Uh, one of the classics of all time. I think I think we have some actual video from his debut show. No, right? no, no. I don't think we do. It's not? I think it's what a speech it? that he gave. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we got a speech. That's it. right. It's the speech where everybody's making the big deal out of the fact that he said... Um, Overthrow the government. That we need to overthrow the government. He said that we need to overthrow the government through the vote. So, you know, let's not do to them what they continually do to us, which is so disingenuous. Um, But there was plenty of other stupid things he said. So let's. uh, (laughs) The way we implement change, the way we implement change in America is through elections. We change governments here at home in an orderly and formal way. 
And in that orderly and formal way, and lawful way, we need to overthrow the government of the United States oh. under Donald Trump. There is a small cadre of people currently in power who are hell-bent on continuing a malicious immigration policy mm -hmm. that has set this country up for charges of human rights violations by the global community. Wow. This cadre has looted money from the federal treasury and what? deposited it directly into the bank accounts of their most ardent political supporters. Excuse me? So that they and several generations of their descendants will have the resources to maintain the GOP in political power for as long as possible. They view and what? treat women as human <laughs> beings that are not entitled to the same constitutional protections that men are. Oh, shut up. Okay, that's, that's an abortion illusion. Uh, uh, He's mm -hmm. alluding to abortion there. Um, yeah, we want women to be born so that they can live on this planet. Uh, that's kind of the point there. Wait, wait, wait. You want women You want women to be born. To so be born, Why yeah. do you hate women so much then? <laughs> I don't. My I'm gosh. actually, this is a surprise. I had a woman for a mother, and I'm married to a woman right now. Is that amazing? I also have women who uh, are children of mine, and I love all of them. So, no, I, I yeah. actually don't hate women. But what was the thing he was alerting, uh, alluding to with the cadre of people that are taking money from the National Treasury and putting it directly in their bank accounts? Hmm. If you've got information on that, Alec, I think yeah. you got you've got an obligation to share it with the rest of Some us. Warren Harding action going on there. What's <laughs> what? happening? What are you okay. talking about? Huh. And what are you talking about with Warren Harding? Oh, that he was directly stealing no. money out of no, the treasury no, no. and putting it into no, his bank no, no. account? No, there was a cadre. Oh, a cadre. I mean, I'm not. I'm not accusing okay. Warren Harding of anything but being awesome. Yeah, he I'm was, just talking he about the good. cadre of those in his cabinet that were doing that. You ever heard of the teapot dome scandal? Indeed, yes. But mm -hmm. uh, anyhow, um, <laughs> I'd like some evidence not... though, because if Alec Baldwin is the inside track on what's happening with us having our leaders deposit money into private bank accounts, we need to get to the bottom of this. Bless your heart, though. There's very few people dorky enough to refer to the teapot dome scandal. Wasn't planning <laughs> to when I woke up this morning, but you <laughs> backed me in a corner and made I me speak it. to it. <laughs> yes. And not, not many shows today that you'll hear, uh, either national or locally, uh, will will mention the and Teapot Dome you, scandal. you, the listener, are so welcome for your Teapot Dome scandal fix. And you're welcome. For the Tuesday morning. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Let's finish with this cool note from NASA, because uh, NASA's been doing some interesting things lately. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Is there a phone number that they can call, yeah, Ivan? Right, or, uh, right there in front of you. Uh, oh, that is, that, is that, how do you, you just dial that number and then it rings here? Is that, yeah. okay, no, that's interesting. Oh, I'm so want. sorry. I'm so sorry. That's interesting. <laughs> anyway, popular science fiction of the early 20th century depicted Venus as some kind of wonderland, you know, with pleasantly warm temperatures, forests, swamps, maybe even dinosaurs. It, it's not quite like that. It's very close, but not quite. In 1950, the Hayden Planetarium at the American uh, Natural History Museum solicited reservations for the first space tourism mission and before the modern era of Blue Origin SpaceX and Virgin Galactic. Um, but now, NASA is currently working on a conceptual manned mission to Venus named the High Altitude Venus Operational Con Concept, or mm -hmm. HAVOC. 
<laughs> Wait, I don't want to go on Havoc. something called Havoc. That seems like a bad name for a bad space name. mission. Uh, as revealed by numerous missions in the last few decades, rather than being a paradise, of course, the planet is really toxic and corrosive and dangerous. But despite all that, NASA is still working on a concept to send a manned mission there. Oh. Uh, how is it even possible with temperatures... You know, that are already 460 degrees Celsius, even hotter than Mercury. Uh, We'll tell you about that a little bit more tomorrow (laughs) here on Pat Gray Unleashed. No, thank you. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.